use your hands if you have tinder bumble or any virtual dating app on your phone don't hide huh? covid 19 haven't been a good experience for many people and if it's about singles things were just the worst uh i can feel you though the idea of virtual dating always sounds mundane to me i mean how you can share the love the compatibility the romanticism without the real vibe or a touch the pandemic has forced many people to stay at home which means dating has had to online so the impact of social distancing is being felt strongest in the online dating world where previously a frictionless low commitment experience has been forced to rapidly adapt to a world in which hooking up is no longer a possibility but This is not less than a miracle that you are away from your love partner just from a right swipe. Isn't it? That's what crazy advertisements show, right? And if it's about the confusion level on virtual dating, like is it right or not? How it will evolve with time? How you can find a good partner? I vibe with you. Literally vibe with you. <laughs> Which led me to have a discussion with the relationship and dating expert on our show answering some important questions on what it takes to survive in the world of virtual dating and how you can find a perfect match there aha uh-huh. hey everyone i'm priya sushteva and you're listening to trending diary the podcast Your journey to connect with ideas, stories, experiences and people starts now. Today I'm joined with Neda, who is a professional matchmaker and a relationship coach with more than 15 years of experience. She is a matchmaker at 3-day rule and a life and relationship coach at Dating Practically. Uh-huh. Neda received her master's degree in gender policy from the State University of New York and bachelor's in women's gender and sexuality studies. Nana uses a client-centered connectivity and firmly rooted in the belief that each person bears an unrepeatable dignity. In this episode today, we are going to understand the world of virtual dating from Nana's eyes and where this trend will take the dating in future. Quite excited to have the lady on the show and have some big conversation. So tune in. Hey Neda, how are you? I'm well, Priya. Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for accepting the invitation and coming on the show. It's my pleasure. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> Same here. And so first and foremost, I'm curious to know, Neda, why did you choose to become a relationship expert? I mean, what led you to be into the same? So it's it's a great question. Um I'm first generation Middle Eastern, uh Syrian to be exact, and uh Middle Eastern communities are are very much so um uh into the tradition of matchmaking and not so much as a novelty experience, but it's how people traditionally met each other in in these sort of cultures. So I grew up watching it happen all around me, both matchmaking and relationship coaching. Though of course as a young person i didn't really have words for it you know um my mom my aunts my grandmother they were always meddling in people's love lives you know either either setting two young people up or they'd all be gathered around a, a table with coffee brainstorming match introductions for 
you know, singles that were coming of age, graduating college, graduating med school, things of that nature. Um, it wasn't always just fun matchmaking though. You know, some of what I saw really included a lot of relationship coaching, which is also essential to our process of development romantically. Um, I remember witnessing lots of conversations as a young person, a very small child and as a teenager, you know, my mom or an aunt coaching someone through uh, to help prevent a divorce or couples struggling with infertility. And in one case, mm -hmm. I actually remember my mom providing support to a woman who was in a physical and otherwise kind of abusive relationship. And I remember my mom going over to like coach her, give her inner resolve to make her decision, provide moral support, as well as actually help her find the resources she needed to leave her abusive situation, which she eventually did successfully. My mom was a real champion of women and I've inherited that. Um, I like to joke and say, I, I think it's just, mostly it's just in my blood uh, <laughs> to be a matchmaker. You know, it's it's less of what I do and it's, it's more of who I am and I feel really lucky uh, to be living my passion and my, and my purpose and what I do. Got to. It's interesting to know that. So, Nira, the evolution of online dating has been a brisk one. When we talk about the early matchmaking services in 1990s and to the swipe-based apps of today, where singles can speedily browse through their extended social networks and, you know, the stack potential matches with the greatest of ease, for better or worse. These interaction flow has changed how a generation of singles meet their mates. I mean, from a real vibe connection to the whole virtual one. So what are your thoughts on that? My thought is, wow. I mean, how lucky are we? We are living the future. And I think that's pretty amazing. I hear dating apps get a lot of flack. Um, people are really down on dating apps, but, but really it's such a great tool that we as this generation are really lucky to have. Uh-huh. So, Sunara, so according to you, is this virtual dating the new normal? I mean, will it work in the future? So I think that it can. Um, it, it, it already is, and I think that it can. I mean, I think you hear, you hear people get down on dating apps. They get a lot of flack. People say they don't work. Uh, mm -hmm. They, they, that's probably the first thing I hear from, from anyone I work with. Dating apps don't work. And when I ask someone, well, what exactly about dating apps doesn't work? People say things like, well, there's not enough people on there, or there's not enough diversity on there, or people aren't, the people on, pro, on, on dating apps aren't serious about meeting someone. They, they lie in their profiles, or even people saying, well, I'm never attracted to anyone I, I see on dating apps. The list, mm -hmm. the, the litany of reasons, or rather, honestly, excuses can go, is, is pretty endless. Because uh, the truth is, 40% of Americans use online dating. Of that 40%, more than 50% are men. Mm -hmm. Only uh, about 57% say they have positive experiences with those platforms. 12% of online daters report getting into a relationship or getting married as a result of that online dating platform that they used. Uh, you know, compared to say 9% of people who report finding their significant other at a bar. So clearly, apps and virtual dating, they work, perhaps even better than traditional ways of, of, of meeting people, for sure. Mm -hmm. Got to. And, and what do you think, like the few things that girls or boys or, you know, gentlemen and ladies should focus on 
to have a better and right experience of virtual dating i mean how one can approach how one can sustain most importantly how one can find the right matchmaking that that the, the work you do right yes so i would say that what do people need to do i would say that they need to focus on being clear in what they want mm -hmm. clear mm -hmm. in in what they're offering and really clear on what a dating app actually is and what it's supposed to do you know so there's a really deeply painful truth out there that that people don't want to admit to themselves dating apps and virtual dating isn't the problem it's mm -hmm. the people behind behind them using it you know the apps just bring a lot more of of, of that to light um you know so when people say there's not enough people on, on on apps i'll say that's that's not the app's fault there's over 30 million people using dating apps in the usa alone people will say that people aren't serious about meeting others they're not serious about getting into a relationship but that's what they say you'll meet a lot of people in real life that are also not interested in meeting someone for a serious relationship you know when someone says well people lie on their profiles well, people lie to your face too. And people will say, you know, the, the complaint of, I'm never attracted to anyone I see on there. That's because it's not possible to be attracted to a picture. Also, mm -hmm. I, I tell everyone, go a step further. Think about how many people you find attractive in real life too. It's probably not that many. It's not because it's on an app. It's not because it's a picture. That's just your general experience. People who have really high, unrealistic expectations of what dating apps should or shouldn't be, will always be disappointed. So I think that the, the trend for, for men and women as they, as they approach dating, what they really need to focus on is clarity on what they want, clarity on who they are, and clarity on what dating apps are and are not. Mm -hmm. So we have to show the real life empathy, you know, the, some of we have to apply the kind of real life values on this virtual platforms as well got you yes absolutely you know for those who understand that that dating apps they're just a tool to browse singles mm -hmm. you know you're not supposed to actually mm -hmm. date on the apps virtual dating is a tool it's not an existence in and of itself right the idea is to try to make a relative connection that catapults into a meeting uh a meeting of someone with someone in real life you know, the dating apps aren't meant to date on the app. It's meant to meet someone so you can have a date in real life. Virtual dates, which, which is, I mean, they, they, they were popular. They were, virtual dating was a thing before COVID started, but COVID really, well, it made it a norm, of course. Um, but virtual dating itself isn't meant to be something that someone does long-term. It's meant mm -hmm. to be a first introduction, a first meet with someone to see if you want to keep the conversation going, if there's potential for meeting, if there's reason and value behind meeting in person. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. But but don't you think somewhere we are, you know, ending the real life vibe, or means losing somewhere the real life balance with this virtual platforms. What do you mean by losing real life balance? In somewhere we are getting so much used to of, used of the same thing. Like we are completely into the virtual time. We are, you know, living uh, 
the real vibe where we are uh, somewhere leaving the people who are surrounded by us to get into someone who is present on the other side of the phone that's it so yes and no again i think that people want to use the virtual dating or digital spaces as an excuse for their own behavior right it's just a tool it's it's still about how how we choose to use it um you know i think there's the really beautiful thing behind dating apps and and just online social networks is before before these social networks people dated people only dated people that lived or or worked near them within with, with like a 12 block radius of themselves i mean could you imagine that could you imagine only being able to date to choose from the pool of people who lived within 12 blocks of you like the, the thought of it and most of us are probably cringing saying i i don't i don't think so um can you imagine you know with, with covid now that that uh i think that people have taken taken a leap adapted to to what needs to happen to be able to meet people beyond that 12 block radius especially now when i hear folks complain about video dating or virtual meetings of any kind i remind them you know it's like we are so lucky imagine the alternative and and as far as the magic goes i mean we live our existence is a truth of it's a series of firsts right you know um a first date is nothing like a first virtual date which is nothing like a first phone call or a first text they're all special because they happen to be first but nothing will ever completely replace being in person and that's the end goal it's always about eventually sharing a space physically with another human but how we get there i think all, all the avenues that lead to that are good right right and also also when we you know talk about this increments in the technology these dating dating apps have also launched uh, video features you know for a better experience it's like video is great it's delightful when you are completely isolated but this is going to also create a resurgence of magic in the real life experience what i felt i'm not saying about another person like there's nothing like as an in person shared experience i know like right now i'm talking to you we are having great conversation but but when you know you meet the person when you are really feeling you're surrounded by that vibe that's missed so so how how one can manage the real world love and the virtual world love how, how you can differentiate differentiate between that so i think it was the anthropologist um helen fisher that said our brains are our best algorithm it means that we can't read about someone or change exchange text messages to to really know whether or not someone fully works for us the best full way truly is to meet in person that's always the end goal the the video video is great for what it's supposed mm -hmm. to do people think of oh i don't want to video date because that's just the life they're in it is great it's a great tool to figure right now if someone's worth meeting in person for for a variety of reasons it doesn't just have to be covid but covid happens to be the one we're living under you know um virtual dating it's supposed to be a bridge it's a conduit it's not an end in itself covid has really shown the world how much we take others for granted we are all mm -hmm. under lockdown we're under house arrest essentially 
we exactly. don't get to be with other humans. And, and I think we've taken a lot of that for granted. And it's true that, uh, you know, there's that adage that we don't know the value uh, of something until we've lost it. And because we've lost it for the better part of the year now, coming together in person is, is extra magical for sure. But again, how we right. get there is really important. For now, people are getting a chance to meet because they're having the virtual date set that up for them. Whereas the alternative without the virtual meet, a lot less people would be meeting in person. For now, at least, especially, you know, when I am uh, working with clients and, and their potential matches, I'm interviewing people. Uh, as of a few years ago, politics became the, the big issue. And it, it still is a big issue. You know, did you vote left or did you vote right? And mm -hmm. as of this year, the question is, are you open to meeting in person or are you not? That's a first ever that I've experienced in my 15 plus years of doing this because people have, people live different lives. People have different comfort levels. Um, you know, you may be comfortable meeting in person and taking a risk for COVID because you think you're perfectly healthy. You're probably going to be fine going through it, but the person you really want to meet might be the person that takes care of their 85 year old mom or dad who is at risk mm -hmm. for, for, you know, being hurt deeply um by covid and so they just can't mm -hmm. take that chance virtual dates are that bridge again how lucky are we if it was a different time or virtual dating didn't exist at all it'd be really different mm -hmm. got you and so where i really agree on this point at least with you but uh Nera, there's one more thing like as you are into the niche so and you are the expert like rock star of this world so what what are the few things that you know people consider uh to date on virtual apps like as you said it's really important to uh be authentic to you know true to yourself and connect well but yes when we talk about the person on another side so somewhere because i really think it's a very you know cyber protection issue also like being a girl being a boy you have to protect your feelings as well you have to protect your emotions as well so you just don't you know dive into it completely so how how one can save the that emotional level from it i think that is everybody's ability to do that is a work in progress because mm -hmm. we all have different levels of sensitivity and the only way to work through those emotions of those experiences is to simply go through them, yeah. right? We, we, we have to be hurt once to know how, how to protect ourselves in the future. We have to have our heart broken at least once to know the value of love thereafter. It's, okay. I, I think, a part of basic, the, the human condition that we can't really skirt around. Although I will say that in order to get the most out of it, the, the best thing you can do is, and this is one thing I'd want everyone to take forward, do your best, do your best to yourself and do your best to respect other people. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, like I think it's something like 42% of women <laughs> report, report getting um, inappropriate messages from men. Mm -hmm. it's really disappointing. It's a pretty high number. It's disturbing. It's disheartening. It's also 
rooted and and completely you know um completely uncalled for mm-hmm. women if the women listening to this i would say you're going to keep experiencing that and i'm so sorry and it's going to hurt and it, it's going to make you feel like the the process is just hopeless it's not and for the the people showing those pictures uh in this case i am specifically referring to men um all i can say is i why you know where do you think that's getting you to everyone listening treat others how you want to be treated and if you follow that you're bound to be okay in this process exactly uh is there any point because you had been into this industry you had been into this you know field of coaching where you get the chance to meet a lot of guys and girls ladies and gentlemen and listen their stories so, so is there any particular stories any particular incident that stuck with you that has completely changed your belief system and and any any impactful story that you find oh okay means you even got shocked means this is a dating world we are actually living in so is there any particular one so whether you talk about it's a lovely or or a dark side of it Uh, completely on you is there any particular story that you want to share i mean there is so many years there's been so many uh people really continue to amaze me and surprise me i'm a matchmaker it's it's an art um part of me part of my method includes you know hardened hardened fast facts about people you know from age and the preferred age range to what their you know relationship goals are some part of it is just having an understanding of of human behavior and another part is intuition that being said mm-hmm. absolutely nothing can be predicted to perfection it just doesn't exist right my my goal is always to maximize the potential for long term compatibility between two people over say rather short term chemistry mm-hmm. so so when i say the story it's it's because i i want to put it out there it's there's no there's no meaning of failure in what we do but i i did put um I did put this couple on t- together. I I this match that I made and they just didn't like each other and I just adored the 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 male. Like I thought he was just wonderful and um I set him up on his very next date and I know that he was all disheartened. The very next date which I put him on just a couple of weeks later and and after listening to him be very disappointed and and be really sad and feel like there's no one out there. Um the very next person I introduced him to they they hit it off they've been living together they've been together about a year and a half they've been living together uh once covid hit i think they decided to to quarantine together and decided to live together it's been a year and a half and they're and they're perfectly happy it's it's you know it was one one thing didn't fit but the next thing did but to watch a person very quickly go from feeling deep sadness and, and deep deep heartbreak about something to to the very opposite of that to the thing that i want them to feel is is really amazing i also um had a couple that i introduced i guess about a year and a half as well i guess a year and a half ago at this point um uh, because they got engaged in may and it was one of those stories where timing just kept being wrong and i couldn't you know one was either with someone or without the other and and um i just couldn't make this match happen and when i finally was able to when they were both single i was able to make this happen um it was exactly how i wanted it to be for for both of them and, and for me they they were swept each other off of each other's feet um they're happy they got engaged in may they just bought a house this summer um so much in life can be about timing i've learned that as well for couples um 
So those are two stories that I'm, that I'm really particularly happy about that happened within the last year or so. Mm -hmm. That sounds sweet. <laughs> that sounds beautiful. And also you had mentioned something about, you know, compatibility over chemistry. So, so what about that? Please elaborate. What, what, how do you define this compatibility term over chemistry? Sure, sure. Okay, so I, I really love this topic because a lot of people a lot of people get lost in the idea of chemistry, attraction, connection, compatibility, and, and the diceness between those, the definitions of those terms. So, so you spoken to virtual dating earlier. And so one of the biggest complaints I get about virtual dating is someone saying to me, well, if it's a virtual date, I can't gauge attraction or chemistry. Well, there are two tidbits, you know, that I, I usually share with people when, share with a person when someone says that to me. First is you can't necessarily gauge attraction or chemistry to someone on an in-person date either. Uh -huh. If you sit with that one for a second, you kind of realize, oh yeah, all those dates you've been on for the last however long, I couldn't necessarily gauge either. I often found myself saying, oh, I'm not sure. I think I need to see that person again to know for sure. You know, so why do you expect something out of a virtual date that you know is not a guarantee on an in-person date either? And then mm -hmm. the, the second is that 35% of American singles experienced zero attraction on a first date, only to then later report falling madly in love. This was a Match.com study. A second or third date with someone you didn't have a feeling of chemistry or attraction to initially on a first date could change your life forever. You know, um, every person has rejected someone after a first date based on the fact that they didn't feel immediate chemistry on their end. They didn't feel attraction. They didn't get the butterflies, the, the warm and fuzzies. And what people don't realize is that someone they wanted to get to know better rejected them for that very same reason. So again, treat your dates the way you would want dates to treat you because a greater number than you think of people fall in love or feel attraction or chemistry well after the first date. Compatibility, I mean, if so we think of, of chemistry as we get excited. It's a, you know, it's a physiological response. Um, our skin feels warm. There are butterflies in our stomach. We feel a little nervous. We feel a little excited. We don't know what to do with all those emotions. Someone just makes us feel like we glow, right? We all want that feeling. We all want to feel like we're glowing. Um, unfortunately, it's the kind of warmth that can also burn you down. Mm -hmm. uh, someone, chemistry, it's, it's, it, it could also be the thing that literally sets your, your life on fire, your relationship on fire. It's not because of it, but it's not an indicator that something's going to work long-term, that something is really fully compatible. If chemistry, most people listening to this podcast have been around long enough to know that just because someone gives you all of those feelings and more doesn't mean it's going to work. And if it did, I honestly probably would be out of a job. Chemistry isn't mm -hmm. enough to go on. Passion is amazing. I'm not saying anyone should live without it. But you can't live with only it. Not happily, probably not successfully. Compatibility is more about, you know, um, shared goals, shared values, um, a shared lifestyle. It doesn't mean you need to have every hobby in common. Absolutely not. I know a lot of people who don't have a lot of crossover in their hobbies, but they're first and foremost common interest is one another, is one another being, is, is keeping the other happy because that's important to them. But getting along, being able to spend time together, it sounds 
it sounds mundane to some, but that kind of intimacy, that's called companionate love. That lasts a lifetime, you know? Passion is short-term. It just is a fact of life. Again, a physiological part of our a part of ourselves, a part of our lives, um, whereas the other lasts forever. So, I mean, the idea is to have, in a perfect world, everybody could attain a perfect, perfect com chemistry with perfect compatibility, but that's not always the case. But overall, long-term success shows that people who have higher compatibility, the highest compatibility, remain the longest, happiest couples over time. Mm -hmm. Uh, yes, I, I again wish to agree on this point where you said, you know, the, where we have to keep the emotional levels, value system also in mind, not just the physical and uh, outer appearance. I mean, somewhere these are these things are also important. These things matters when, you know, we're first attracted to person by their looks, by the personality, how they behave. But, but at the end, the most important thing that matters is do you really share the value, the kind of goals, beliefs, the freedom with the men or women you really want to set your life with? So, Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, Nana, there, and is there any tips or uh, any, any particular advice that you would love to give the listeners who are listening to the podcast? Or... Uh, into the world means before they're going to date someone or have a means going to going into the relationship with so is there any particular advice that you have noticed worked for for your clients for the people you have helped with yes i would say that advice i would want to give to online daters is it can be I know that it can be an arduous process. Dating, dating fatigue, especially dating app fatigue, is a real thing. Um, we, we are very easily, you know, dating apps were designed. Grinder was the first app. It's the one Tinder was was designed after. They're they're made to mimic a card game, which is made to mm -hmm. be addictive. We want to keep swiping it. We can find it very consuming. Um, the process might consume us and. It's important to mind the process or it minds you, you know, um, approach it in a way that you're in control of it, that be sure of what you're swiping for, what you're not swiping for. Have an open mind. Set your preferences wide. I tell everyone, the narrower the door, the fewer people are going to walk through it and consider the alternative. And every person, which I think every person we meet is a gift. We tend to forget that. I, I think 2020 has really uh, given that back to us, the value of meeting another human. Um, so keep that in mind when, when you're going forward. And for, I would say the number one thing I'd wanna give to females, single females right now, both in the virtual space and in the in-person space is to, I really wanna see women take control of their dating lives. Um, to be the initiator as an act of self-love and an act of power, to be the one to reach out, to, to be the one to ask someone out. So if you, if you do order a drink, buy him a drink or, or offer to split the bill or offer to pay the tip. You know, remember that you're in a, this is a team effort. This is two people coming together. Uh, when's the last time you, you told a man he was beautiful? Are you asking me? 
Uh, no, sorry, it's sort of rhetoric, but, but for you, Priya, when's the last time you told a man he was beautiful? Literally those words. Uh, not beautiful, but handsome. <laughs> uh, but handsome, yes. When, <laughs> when was the last time? When was the last time? Actually, it has been quite a long when uh, with this you know, very cozy and personal talk. I haven't been with any of my friends, but yeah, I oftenly compliment my friends if they are looking good. So maybe when I met some some of them like four five months ago or even before <laughs> the lockdown. So yeah, I oftenly compliment if they're looking great. I don't mind. I think that's wonderful. I more people should give compliments and say nice things when we think them. You know, we don't often the world doesn't hesitate to to share a, a criticism, but to share a compliment, it's one of the most beautiful gifts you can give someone, and it's free, which is which is the amazing part. Um, when a man hears he's handsome, he feels just as good as when you're told you're beautiful. Mm-hmm. Not true. The, the landscape, the dating landscape for, for men is really changing. Um, statistics and trends are now showing that men want to be asked out. Um, there's something like a whopping, I think it's 8% of men would actually love to be proposed to, you know, com- compared mm-hmm. to years before where it wouldn't have even been a thought. Men don't think of being proposed to. It's not, it doesn't even exist. It doesn't exist in their head, not in their fantasy land, not anywhere in their desires. But because men are being asked to stand up and own their emotions now, culturally speaking, which is amazing, right? Um, I think it's it's what we women have, wouldn't, you know, our, us women over here are saying, welcome to the world, you know? Um, it's nice to have them join us. But as that happens, what we're expecting from each other is a lot more, it's a lot more equal. Um, yes. Are, yeah, we're on the same step. We're on the same platform. We're on the same team. And to, it, it also takes not just men standing up and, you know, rising into their sort of divine masculinity, say, over their toxic masculinity. Uh, it requires women to sort of do the same. So mm-hmm. I tell every woman, it's like, if you stand by and wait for the world to happen, nothing's going to happen. You know, you have to mm-hmm. stand up, seize it. If you want it, go after him. Exactly. And you said it's so beautiful in the conversation that every person is a gift, you know? Yes. Means if if not from my, you know, very personal life, means not from the dating life, I can experience it from my work when, you know, I really got to meet a lot of great people, whether it's artists or leaders, some experts like you. So there's a whole lot of a variety of people, a whole lot of people with great intelligence, emotions, different values and stories. So it's amazing. And believe me, within the journey, I'm realizing it. Literally, these people, people like you are literally a gift. So, yeah. Exactly. Every person is a gift. Yes, for sure. Okay, so before wrapping it up, Nera, there's one thing I'm curious to know. What is the one trend that you are you know, most passionate about, or I should say, you want to see more embraced in the new world. So this is a particular question, like, you know, this is a custom of training diary. We, I ask to every guest who come on the show. So what is the one particular new trend that you want to see more evolving in the new era? That's a great question. So as a result of COVID and the, the surge in virtual dating, people people have been forced to date slowly 
Um, so slow dating okay. is a thing in and of itself, but it's been, it's been a concept and an action and a behavior that's been forced upon us due to the circumstances of this last year. So for example, um, one of the matchmaking companies I've worked for did a, a collected, collected some data uh, on date feedback. And so, so date feedback is exactly what it sounds like the thoughts and feelings of a person about the person they went on a date with right after the date happened. And we would often see things like um, words, we would do buzzwords, we would track buzzwords, things like um, hot, pretty, beautiful, smile, smelled good, hair, hot, chemistry, things that were really, um, they're important to our, to our experience for sure, but really superficial in terms of what people would say about someone after a date, the things that they would pay attention to and report on. Those words changed to things like gentlemen, family values, kind, warm, considerate, things that didn't pop up beforehand. So it sort of forced people to sit down and pay attention to each person individually in their most unrepeatable singularity of who they are in the world. Um, and really, really pay attention. I think that is beautiful. I mean, when I had read the analytics that I was privy to at the time, I was just floored at the difference. Um, I think it was just the most beautiful thing to see in, as, as a matchmaker, so as, as an expert in, in the industry, to see it with my own eyes and say, this is what I want for people to pay attention to. Unfortunately, it took, it, it took a natural disaster, a, a tragedy to, to make that happen. But here it is, and now it's trending and I want it to stay. So if I could see anything remain the same or trend remain throughout, throughout the next, well, through the course of forever is to people to date intentionally mm -hmm. in a way that really takes the time to get to know someone else for who they truly are. Gotcha. I guess applauses for that. Applauses for that. <laughs> I really love the answer. So thank you, Nella. Thank you so much for coming on Trending Diary. It was lovely having you and got to know a lot about the virtual dating world, which I'm pretty unaware of. <laughs> so yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Priya. It was a pleasure. It was really, really great to talk with you about all of this. And you beautiful people, thank you so much for listening. I hope you get some value today. Also, if you're willing to connect with Neda and have some personal discussion, you can connect her on Instagram also. You can DM us at the Instagram page of Trending Diary. And if you're willing to read some interesting blogs, just go and search www.trendingdiary.com. I'll see you soon in the next episode. Till then, stay tuned and God bless us all. And Merry Christmas!